Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Early Late Nights Live here on Twitch.tv slash Explosion Network, being filmed live in front of a live studio audience. It's so live, it's live. I present your host, the man with the most, Kieran Marchant. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. It is a pleasure to be back. What's going on? How's everybody's week started? My week's been busy, but it has been an interesting one. It's a little dripping dreary right here in Shepparton, but that will not stop the show unless the power goes out. The show wouldn't be on if the power goes out, I guess. What's going on? I hope you have had a good day. I hope you had a good Amazon Prime day. I hope you're not one of those people that can't resist a good deal because I hope your wallet's in a happier place. Mine, mine's actually pretty good for once, but that's because Amazon Prime Day was like the day before payday, so I couldn't blow like my rent money on Amazon Prime goodies. But there was a whole range of fantastic deals, so I hope you picked up a good stuff and got into some great games. Um, I saw, I think I saw like GTA Five for a good price. There was t uh, Captain Toad, which is probably a little annoying that Captain Toad was for a pretty good sale, but you know. It's what we do. It's what we do. It's we give up things and we go through and we move forward. But this is Early Late Nights and I'm your host, Kieran Marchant. Thank you very much for joining us right here on Twitch.tv slash Explosion Network every Tuesday and Friday at 6.30pm. Um, tonight, got a got a sad show in places and then a happy show and then a happy, happy show and then a, and then a severely impressed show. So it goes down, but then it goes all the way up. So, you know, we're going to go to interesting places today. It's going to be fun. I'm going to be discussing the um, hopeful Commandos reboot, going back to Tales from the Table, as well as discussing the Uncharted fan film that was just released starring Nathan Fillion. But we're going to kick things off with the uh, with the couple with the with the person that's in the thumbnail. If you've noticed, the person in the thumbnail. If you don't know. That's a bloke named Jason. And he has a mum that he likes to please. He, he likes to please his mother, but she's dead. There's a whole thing. And if you're a fan of the Friday 13th movie series, um, you probably definitely would have tried out the Friday the 13th game that was released by Gun Media um, end of, like, mid last year. And it was a fantastic game. It was right around... It's been 12 months since the game was released. It has been a fantastic, you know, community game that people have got together and played. We've had great times here at the Explosion Network. It's sad to hear that an ongoing lawsuit that was being had between um, the developers of the game and a uh, previous IP owner for the movies of Friday the 13th has gone to a decision where Gun Media and the devs can't actually make any more new content for the game. So we, Friday the 13th has kind of come to its end. It's not going to get any more new content. Uh, it's not going to be developed anymore by the uh, by Gum Media. It's just going to be as as it is now. Is the state that this game is going to be in? And and for me, I think it's quite sad in many ways because Friday the Thirteenth, even though it had the bu a buggy start and people were let down by its beginning, and it then had this great uprising of friends playing together. If you go back through the earlier streams or the VODs that we uploaded from the Explosion Network when we first started this Twitch channel, one of our highlights and one of the things that inspired us to play more games was Friday the 13th and playing together, playing with Ash and Dylan and Nick. And it was such a fun experience. Um, there's so many moments that you look back and remember with Nick fooling Dylan that, you know, that, that he wasn't the killer. 
and going through that experience and seeing different plays unroll. There's my epic sax party with Ash trying to find me and running away from him for the last two minutes and actually surviving. It, it has been such a fantastic game. It's just been marred by problems with bugs, and then the developers were rumoured not to be supporting the game anymore, and then the developers came out with a roadmap saying, hey, this is the roadmap of, of DLC that's going to be coming out, and they started bringing out DLC content, they started bringing out new characters, and it was all fantastic. It was all really good. And then... And then they kind of, they, they released an update, and then they put that roadmap on pause. But they didn't tell anybody that they put that roadmap on pause. They didn't actually say, they didn't actually come forward and pause the roadmap. They just, it was in the background. And then this lawsuit has finally passed through, and, and we can't get any more content for this game. Even though single-player content that was promised has just been released for the game. It was fantastic in many ways. It... It's just a, it's a sad, it's a sad development, really. You've really got to look through it and, and, you know, marvel at the thing that it was. It was great. And if you really appreciate the game and you want to support Friday the 13th and Guns Media even more, go ahead and uh, on September 14th, they're actually releasing the Ultimate Slasher Edition of the game as a physical collector's edition. Uh, which is including, I believe it's got a Jason mask, it's going to have all the DLC, it's going to have some um, pr like some artwork from the game, and it's coming out September 4th, so, you know, that, 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 that'll be the last hurrah for the game, the last um, final surge for the game, and it's, it's really quite sad that, you know, IP has gotten in the way of the growth of this game, that that we haven't been able to to really produce, they haven't been able to get past this IP dispute, even though so many people started this game on Kickstarter and the support this game had. It's for me, it's sad. It's a letdown. But you know, there's many games. If you don't want to play Friday the Thirteenth or you want to move on to a game that's going to be more updated, make sure you check out Dead by Daylight. It's another very similar game, bit of smaller um, kind of focus to a game, but it's still fantastic. You should definitely go check that out, featuring uh, killers like Michael Myers and Freddy. Um, and I've been playing a little bit of that recently, and it's it's fun. Um, you should go, definitely go check it out if you like Friday the Thirteenth. Um, but please keep supporting Friday the Thirteenth. Remember the good times. Uh, Hopefully we could organise maybe a last hurrah for the four of us to hang out and play some Friday the 13th here on stream, which I think would be pretty fun, and say goodbye to Friday the 13th, because it was a good game. It had its problems, had its bugs, it was janky as all fuck sometimes, but it was it was still amazing and still lovable, and, and I had a lot of fun with it. So thank you very much. Now, I, as a kid... I had a stage in my life where I really love PC games. I really, well, I have those stages regularly. I'm having it right now, probably. But I loved PC games. Every time we went to um, stores with my parents, I'd always pick up a new PC game. Um, but that's where I found my love for like point and click adventures, like Broken Sword and Escape from Monkey Island and the whole Monkey Island franchise and LucasArts games. But another game that I really loved was by a developer called Calypso who does the Tropico games. That was Commandos. Commandos was a stealth strategy game um, that was very much in the, you know, I call it the great-grandfather of XCOM in many ways because it was in that same um, tactic-style camera view um, and it had a whole array of different characters with different abilities and different storylines for you to play through and work out how to get through missions as stealthy as possible. 
and and it was a hardcore stealth game like if you if you messed up you're probably dead there's you know if you unless you had a character that had a tactic to be able to escape or to run away or hide then you would probably have to restart the level and go again and it was it was like you know it was like chess it was trying to think moves ahead of your opponents trying to think ahead of somebody else and for many players that is a very alluring thing and we get that nowadays with the success of XCOM and so I was so happy to hear today that Calypso has actually re-released the rights for Commandos in a hope of bringing out a new reboot of the game for PC and hopefully for consoles because I don't think people, anybody just releases console ga uh, PC games anymore. I think they always end up on consoles generally. But it's such a fantastic thing for me to see. And I'm super excited. And I remember um, I learned things of, like, I actually went back and learned a lot about the history of um, different militaries and different people from this game. I My favorite character was the Green Beret. And I, and I went and learned about the Green Berets of the English military. Um, or the British military, sorry. Sorry, it's a difference um, of the British military and how that developed and how that changed. And I found that really interesting. It was all down to this game. And I'm excited to see the changes that they make. I hope they continue to bring that, you know, that character-based stealth mission games with the characters having a pretty good personality for the time. But they, you know, they develop more with the likes of XCOM already being out. They use the inspiration of XCOM and use those games that have already come out as as a platform to relaunch their game and produce more. I hope they remaster the old games and bring those out. I think that's, you know, it's good money. Remastering games is very good money, so some people say. Like, it's, um, for many people, it is, it's how they build their games is by remastering all, the old version of the game and then putting that money into the development of a new game. So I hope more people get around Commandos. It is a fantastic strategy-based game. I think I, I loved it. I still love it. It's, it is really amazing as a game. So I'm really excited to see what happens with that one. I hope you are too. So moving on, last week I started Tales of the Table as a part of a segment for the early late night. So I have been playing um, role-playing games, tabletop RPGs, D&D for probably the last decade now so the last 10 years of my life which is you know it's not a long time in the scale of other rp players but i put a lot of emphasis into this and with the evolution of tales of thalden with my growing more confident as a dm as a player i thought it was great to have a space to talk more about different events happening in games i'm currently playing in how people can learn from that and include that in their own game so i hope you enjoy it please tweet at me at your boy ringo if you'd like to see more of this if you want to see less of this anything just to let me know because i'm having a lot of fun with it um but so this week i'm actually running at the minute i've just started a campaign with a group of friends and i think we're three or four sessions in now and this, they've just got to a point where they're now in a bit of a murder mystery section where they have to prove an innocent man is innocent. Like they have to, um, they have to prove that a man that is currently being found guilty of a murder is innocent or find clues to find out if he's not innocent. And the, the way this tale has been brought up and the way I built it um, was there are, you know, when they initially talk to the imprisoned man, there was different people for them to talk to and different locations for them to go. 
and and it brought up an interesting thing and it's a common it's a common problem in in rpgs um anything with multiplayer it's a super big problem is splitting the party so this group has split the party in an interesting way and it's not always negative it makes some really interesting character points and and changes to the narrative is how different characters view them and but you know in dnd largely viewing splitting the party is such a negative thing because generally if you split the party whoever's going to be in the smallest group or somebody's going to die or something bad's going to happen and half the group's not going to know what's happened it's the case in fact of it it's just half the group's not going to know that the other half is just dead or being captured or something absolutely terrible or they've sold them out and it's such a an interesting factor so the guys have without no i'm gonna say definitely on purpose they have split up pretty instantly they were talking with the guards one of them instantly walked away and went to do something else found some information about the case and then grabbed one of the other party members and left to go do that the other three party members then went further went to the main crime scene of this place Two of them went into the crime scene and one of them um, went to a different port, separate, um, which he spent most of his time. And it's quite interesting because the two characters that went to the main crime scene are probably went to the most important piece of the whole puzzle. They went to the most important bit and it's really interesting to see. And it's where metagame um, kind of control comes in as a DM is making sure your other players that aren't in a situation are not either trying to affect or contribute what's going on for those two players. You're not you're not getting in the way or you're not helping or you're not doing something that your character physically couldn't do because that ruins the game a little bit and takes away from what's happening. So the two characters that kind of went to the main crime scene are not the smartest characters. The players themselves are very smart, but they're playing dumb characters or they're playing these kind of over-the-top portrayals that have just minor just character flaws that don't suit them looking in the situation and so they go up to the the murder scene and they meet the mother of the victim they talk to that person there's a whole bunch of questions they could have asked that person that didn't really get asked and missed there's a whole bunch of clues in that room that they picked up on someone because as a dm i kind of nudge them towards it but other than that they didn't pick up too much more and to see the rest of the party then be like, I just, just want to, and you're just like, no, you can't, you can't change anything, you can't alter what's going on, and to see their faces, to see their frustration at the situation, is always really good, because it means two things, it means they're, they're seeing things in the narrative, and they're listening, and they're attentive to what's going on, but they can't, they can't affect what the other players are doing, they can't point them in the right direction, they can't do bits and pieces. And as um, Michael's just said in chat, am I researching for Tales of Thousand Season 2? I think any D&D game in general is a is an experience, is a learning experience. You always develop. You always get better idea. And so to see this thing of this situation of splitting up the party that was really interesting and not the traditional, we split up the party, we went two different ways in a dungeon and somebody died. Which... A lot of people hate because there's loot problems, there's dangerous creatures they find, the like there's metagame problems all over the place and people don't enjoy that. But to see these these people be interested in the story and be frustrated that they didn't go together. That they didn't go. And that's why I think there should be, if you're in a party 
make sure as a party you're communicating with each other. Unless your character's, you know, the edgelord douchebag who wants to run off on his own all the time. Nobody enjoys playing with that character, so stop playing that character. Unless it's really good, and then don't keep, just, whatever. Don't be an edgelord, though. But, you keep going forward, and you keep changing, and make sure you always communicate, so... There is an opportunity that maybe if I was in this party, we could have said, all right, let's go do everything else, but let's leave the crime scene to the whole group so everybody can be involved in that also. And then just always think about what the other player's involvement could mean for the Tory. And, but it's it's funny because at the same time, them, those two characters taking the main section of the, of the investigation has changed the narrative. Each little group of people, so the one elf, half-elf that's by himself, um, the dragonborn and the human, as well as another human and a turtle, uh, they've all got different jigsaw pieces of the same puzzle. They've all got little jigsaws of the same puzzle pieces. Which I think is fucking awesome. I think it's so cool, because now they have to come back and work together. And they, they all met back at the end of the session, they met back in the campsite... And they started talking through and they could start seeing little intersections kind of meet up. But they also started to ask questions that the answers for them for those questions were there for them. If they had just gone somewhere at a certain time, if they had just waited somewhere. The the, the two that went into the crime scene ended up jumping out of a window instead of walking down the stairs to go check something or to leave normally. If they'd walked down the stairs, they would have seen a very big plot point. And so I find it super amusing that, you know, the efforts of the two people, the the, the, the small changes, the choices that people make um, are, quite, are quite delicate and intricate and interesting. So remember, splitting up the party doesn't just mean, you know, going to a location weaker than you should be. It's not the case at all. Going there when it's weaker, when it's, you know, it's not close, not the point. But... Splitting up the party for investigations, even though it might not be the best strategy when you're investigating. Make some interesting plot points. And DMs accept that. Players, maybe think, uh, you know, think for a second when you go somewhere alone. Should you bring somebody? This can be a big thing. It can be a little thing. There's very interesting sides to everything in D&D. And that's why I'm going to go over them and talk about them more during Tales from the Table. If we continue this on early late nights, because... It's it's a fantastic it's D and D brings up so many questions, so many thoughts, and I'd love to make more conversation about that. So moving on to our topic of the show, our tidbit of the day. The internet kind of blew up this morning. The internet blew up massively, um, and then they they rebuilt it, and then people started watching. Nathan Fillion has re- uh, has been a part of. I was going to say release, but he hasn't. It isn't his project. It's a project that he has been offered the main role in. Um, that has been put together is an uncharted fan film featuring Nathan Drake, James P. Sullivan. It's it's so good. It's so good. On oh, and Elaine is there. Elena is there. Um, it's so good. Um, it's it's fantastic to see this kind of effort being put in, and, and Nathan Fillion as as Nathan as Nate Drake has been a talking point since the Uncharted series began. Is that he'd be fantastic to play, and I was always like, yeah, like I understand Nathan Fillion's a good actor and he plays that role really well, but 
is is it you know is that really a pl- a character that he he's going to play because we love Nate. Everybody, most people that play the Uncharted series love Nathan Drake. So is he going to do it? And I was a bit on the fence. And then the start of this, the first words that come out of his mouth are perfect. He says something like, hey, fellas. But the attention to detail that Fillion has put into the actual um, the accent and voice of Nathan Drake is so perfectly fantastic. It's almost like Nolan's doing the voice, but really it's just Fillion's take on it. And it's so fantastic. And the dialogues rip straight from, not straight from the games, but it's very inspired by the games. It's very, you can tell whoever's written this script, you can tell whoever's put this together, has a true love and passion for the game for the series and they've put it together and and i think at first in the shot that's just showing up sorry audio listeners i was a little unsure about it i was like ah oh, nathan fillion are you are you really gonna and then he says those first lines and he looks he's just fantastic and and that continues and it's honestly it's like a snippet from the game it's either the start it's a middle point it's it's a fantastic bit you know where you've Drake has fooled the enemy for the first time, or one of the bad guys for the first time, and he's involved with them. And it's a, it's really it's a plan by him and Sully, and how that plan develops, and and him fighting his way out. I think it's fantastic. I think it's so good. And exactly, it is a question Michael was just asked in chat. When will Sony take it down? I desperately hope they don't. Desperately hope they don't, because. I think if they would, it was if they were going to take it down, it'd be done already. They would have done it pretty quickly. But the internet has just taken to this, like you know, like something that takes to something else really quick. You know, like <laughs> like flies to a lamp. You know, it's 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 amazing to see, and it was a great project. And you know that this this it feels like this is a small segment of a bigger story, a bigger project that could be there. And we've been umming and ahhing and there's been halts and, and stops and starts and everything going on with the real Uncharted movie. And, you know, they've got Tom Holland on. He's going to be doing Young Drake. How's that going to fit in? Why isn't Nathan Fillion cast? All this, all this stuff based on this, you know, this series that since it's been out and since Uncharted 1 slash Uncharted 2, people have instantly been asking, this, this is like a movie series. This is like an action movie. And, be, and of course it's going to take to movie. Of course it is. But my question is, flies to a lamp? Yeah, you know when you put it like a, you put a, outside, you put like a lamp out, all the flies are just fucking bam. All the bugs or everything. It's just bam, Michael, bam. Um, but to see this and to see, to see this project, and it reminds me of how often fan projects are fucking awesome. How great the fan projects are and you're like what why can't movies be like this and it's happened a couple times recently for me there was um well this wasn't recent this was several years ago but there was the mortal Kombat, um kind of like the real life basis for where it was like mortal Kombat, but they made they put it in a realism setting and so they changed characters and reasons for why the characters were like that and it was amazing. And all it was, there was like a 10 minute like trailer for it. And then I think it got, somebody tried to produce it and Kickstarter it to be made into a full show. I'm not, I've never heard anything more about it. 
But that trailer for that Mortal Kombat was amazing, and I was so pumped to watch that. And then we have this now, and this is amazing, and this has been made with love and care, and somebody who truly loves Uncharted. And then there was also a couple um, a couple years ago when the Power Rangers movie was released. At the same time, there was a Power Rangers movie released with Jason David Frank. It wasn't a movie, but it was like a fan film, a fan short of Tommy and how Tommy had gone bad and this alternate version. And it was so cool. I was so excited. I was like, man, that's the movie we want. That's it. That's the movie. And we didn't get it. I feel like every time Hollywood comes along and tries to... Oh, God. Oh, that's the wrong one. (laughs) Um, Every time Hollywood comes along and tries to make a gaming adaptation movie, they do it fucking terribly. But that's... But for many things, it's because they try and go too big with them. They try and go too massive, too blockbuster. They want the big set pieces. They want massive celebrities as the actors. They want massive, you know, like CGI effects. They want all this stuff, and it comes off really shit. Watched Assassin's Creed. That movie isn't as bad, but it's still bad. It's still not Assassin's Creed to me. I'm okay with them not just retelling, but even in this movie, it throws back to the games. It points stuff out. It really, you know, highlights some of the love that people have for games. And people keep getting these projects, and... They keep going, oh yeah, I'm a true lover. I love the game. I love the game. And then it feels like producers get involved or the the actual studios get involved. And these movies get terrible. Street Fighter was a masterpiece. No, it was fucking terrible. I can't lie like that. That Jean-Claude Van Damme movie was actually really bad. But these things need to be taken with some love and care. Find somebody like this group of people and make a movie. People would flock to it and love it. And I really appreciate that theory, that thinking. And it, it gives me... This fan film gives me hope, but also it makes me worry. It gives me hope for the coming gaming-based projects that we definitely know about. So Uncharted gives me some hope for that because I hope they take this and they use this as a bit of inspiration. You know, a bit of, oh, that's how you bring... That's how you bring Nathan Drake to life. That's what you do. Right there. Cool. Awesome. Let's... Let's keep moving, and how do we make a younger character that grows into that? And then the other one's Witcher, the Netflix series that's being worked on, which I fucking really hope is really good, because The Witcher deserves a fantastic port. Deserves as much attention to detail as possible, because the game itself plays that much attention to detail. And I'm excited for both of them. I'm also worried. (laughs) I'm also worried, and I think Netflix does generally a really good job with stuff, so I'm not so much worried about The Witcher, but I'm worried about too much involvement by the studios ruining it and i hope that's not the case i really hope that's not the case so i hope you've had a fantastic show i've had a fantastic show this has been early late nights episode 34 with me your host kieran marchin you can find it live every tuesday and friday right here on twitch.tv slash explosion network at 6 30 p.m australian eastern standard time if you enjoyed the show please follow the channel Give us a like, subscribe to us. Go check out our website at explosionnetwork.com. Come chat to me at your boy Ringo on Twitter or at ExplosionPod on Twitter as well for the Explosion Network's own account. And please, go ahead. If you can't make it to the live shows, I got you. I got you, fam. I got you, man. 
what we're going to do? We're going to upload the VOD. We're going to upload it the following day at about 7 o'clock on Wednesday, 7 o'clock on Saturday. YouTube.com slash Explosion Network if you want to watch the VOD. Or if you just want to listen to my beautiful voice, check us out on all good podcasting services because it's it's going to be good. And it's a good show. And you should follow and review and like. And do everything you can. Tell your friends. I'd appreciate it. Thank you very much for joining me. I hope you have a fantastic night. And I'll see you Friday. Walks your way over to early late nights every Tuesday and Friday. You can join Kieran March and live on twitch.tv slash explosion network from 6 30 p.m. Australian Eastern Standard Time. Kieran will be there breaking down the latest in gaming news, esports, and his thoughts on the latest releases. Join him live on Twitch and chat along or chuck some questions his way and stick around after the show as he plays some games for you. If you can't watch live, you can find early late nights on youtube.com slash explosion network and podcasting services, including iTunes, the following day. In case you missed it, Australia now is Amazon Prime, so if you're thinking about subscribing just for the free shipping or any of the other offers they offer, you do indeed get a free Prime subscription to use on Twitch with your subscription. So if you'd like to chuck it our way, we'd appreciate the extra buck. But if not, at least chuck that at someone. You might as well use it. You've got it. Flaunt it if you've got it. Got it. Flaunt, flaunt it if you've got it. Bye.